It's our Rook Man Show for October 14, 2020. How's it going, everybody? Oh, my goodness. The Bills. The Bills! Fucking Bills are on the national television. as we're recording this uh, Tuesday evening here. Uh, here in Detroit, Detroit, Michigan. Uh, how's it going, everybody? I hope the fall is going great. It was really windy here last night, and then it's the sun comes up. It's a little warm, and then now it's going to be cold. There's going to be thunderstorm again. Water levels are rising, but don't worry, don't worry. The virus will disappear. It hasn't disappeared. The outbreak is happening. We're, we're getting the second wave. I guess this is really is a second wave happening all around the world in America. You know, they play it up like it's a domestic terror. It's another local news instilling fear. You know, it's not a funny matter. You know, trying to go for the leader of a state, kidnap, and then leave her, like, stranded on the middle of the lake by her vacation home. Apparently, that, that, that was a grandiose plan these dumb motherfuckers had. It's not funny. That's why they're getting terroristic charges, gun charges, a conspiracy treason, you know, all that stuff. I wish... The justice system comes through and hope Trump doesn't pardon them or one of that bullshit happens, right? You know, domestic terror is a domestic terror. However, we could not stop laughing at the stupidity that these people are spewing. So anyways, if you want to defeat the stupidity and then make it, you know, suppressed, it will never go away into zero. Kamala and Biden need to come out stronger. There aren't too many we pay attention too much anyway. The enthuse to vote is there, but I am still not 100% confident whether it's completely Biden here is 2020. Because you get a guy like the Ken Bone, the, undis- the famous red sweater, undecided voter. He actually did not say who he, whom he voted for, but later said he voted for Hillary. But now he's voting for the libertarian candidate. And herein lies a problem the American public and the concept people have. And Bill Maher pressed him hard. Yeah, I reference him a lot because he happens to get the guys like Ken Bone and talk, you know, uh, whatchamacallit, candidly in interviews. And he never spilled who he's going to vote for. And he's, he, he basically said, I shouldn't be a celebrity and all that, which are the easy clap lines. But really, he really said nothing. This is the falsehood of intelligence and sounding smart. Ken Bone, Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens, Tucker Carlson. You just throw a lot of words. You just throw a lot of keywords. You just throw a lot of heartwarming shit that sounds objectively right. But if you think it through, it's it's not that eye-opening. And yes, some older people, especially on the conservative side, go, you know what, but that's the point. You never listen to the liberal side. Uh, but I just... And this is what the intellectual conversation is. To be honest, every time I hear Ben Shapiro, who is coming at at a fucking AR-15 rate of the, how the animals are come out, coming out, like it's a fucking school shooting every time he opens his mouth. And Candace Owens about black is it and all that shit. And then if you really sit her down and, you know, talk to her and talk through her outside the agenda, outside the comfort zone, you know, per se, outside your memorized lines, same for Ken Bone. I don't think these are necessarily smart people. I don't. They sound smart. They come off smart. They don't sound mouth-breeding morons like Rush Limbaugh or 
some other dude on fucking Fox News. Was that Hannity or something? Even Hannity. He comes off intellectual and strong because of sheer demeanor and then the intonation. Same for Tucker Carlson. Same for Bill O'Reilly. Even on the liberal side, I'll say, like Keith Orbeman to a degree. I mean, he's more of a he's more of a satiric way when he used to go against Bill O'Reilly. You know, I miss those days. Bill O versus Keith O K O. And Mitt Romney came out today, said the vile and then the anger that we you know, the rhetoric, dangerous rhetorics of this country. You gotta blame Trump and Keith Orbeman. And I just go, Keith Orbeman, and it's like that motherfucker hasn't been on national TV since the Al Gord left, like, the network he, he got kicked out of. Like, that was 10 years ago, man. What? Five, six years ago he got kicked out? He's not relevant. Why is this Mitt Romney living in the 2012 still? I don't understand. And I, I, I don't understand some of these Republicans playing holier-than-thou shit and all that stuff. And so Democrats, in short, before I go off the rails here, like I always do, Go for the kill shot. Keep the simple message. Call out the bullshit and say, shut the fuck up. That is a succinct, precise talking point that the Trump people love about Trump. And therein lies the danger. And even if Trump gets, you know, unelected, you know, and he doesn't get voted, he gets booted out some way, which I don't think we're going to get a conclusion of so fast. The remainder, the residue of that will remain. His influence has forever changed the Republican Party, and unfortunately not for the better. That's not the conservatism that's not going to be so long-lasting. They got to rebrand that fucking party. I mean, again, I mentioned this many, many times. I cannot believe a party like a Republican Party where it could attract so many minorities and immigrants with the values and social values and some of the conservative leanings out of the minority folks have unbelievably stupidly but maybe not stupidly in their own sense for the short term mostly white people for their short-term gains to you know sustain whatever they living they can afford and the excuse of a privatization which is really a corporate uh, privatization and individual rights it's unbelievable how, how they ran off of that and it's unfortunate that the moderate Democrats haven't figured that out. And moderate Democrats, stop need to speaking like it's a fucking moderate conversation and be complacent. So that's the point. But anyways, that said, you know what? I, I, I just go, it is what it is. Look at the charts and some of the stupidity. Like the football's going on right now. You know, the Bills and the Titans. What the fuck's the score? I'm going to peek over the TV right now. Oh, Jesus, it's 35-16. I told you Josh Allen is bullshit. I can't believe Ryan Tannehill has got a second leg in his career. He's not a bad quarterback. And where is he from? Texas A&M. And then did you see the fucking crowd in Texas A&M last weekend? Oh, my God, it says 25% capacity, but the 25% of the people were all concentrated on one zone. What's up, AC? SEC? Southeastern Conference. And then uh, Florida put a pause. The Florida Gators. Well, Gators. Uh, put the pause on the all-football activity. And Dan Mullen, the head coach, said, uh, yeah, we've been so great. We've been so great. But, uh, you know, the governor allows us to uh, have a packed house, which all the all the private businesses and the franchises and the administrations and the venues said, nah, we're not going to do full capacity, although you allow us to do it. Said, uh, I hope 
I hope the university administration lets us pack the house. It's a home court advantage for us. What is wrong with these people? But then again, football coaches, their Trumpism, some sense of like fucking, you know, MAGA thing they got, which they always had, especially the college coaches more than the professional coaches. And their, you know, fatherhood, religion preaching, all that shit. Like they actually give a shit. That includes Jim Harbaugh, the Harbaugh family, which I think are massive Trumpers. I don't believe the Jim Harbaugh BLM bullshit, to be honest. I mean, and then this anti-intellectual, maybe they got concussed way too much, this shit, especially Southern Eastern Conference. Big Ten, you know, they're coming back with a football. I'm not watching that shit. I know what's going to happen. You know, and then all these games, you know, Pac-12 is coming back. I mean, Pac-12 as a conference has been terribly mismanaged. I'm sure Fox News is going to run up against the things. The West Coast liberals, you know, all that shit. But I'm just like, dude, like, this is fucking stupid. Like, you know, this, you're, you're playing with fire, you know. 33%, 35%, uh, like I mentioned three episodes ago. Of the Big Ten football players who tested positive for COVID had enlarged organs and hearts and everything, which we don't know the long-term implications of. And they're saying, fuck it. You know, it's about free education and being a man. And it's like, yeah, you're going to have possibly one-third of the positive cases, which is in Florida's case, majority everybody. I mean, it's not a herd immunity level, but I'm just going like, it's a dumb fuckery level of stupidity. And you're like, pack the house, come to the game, you know, so self-responsibility, you know, individual rights. I just go, y'all fucking stupid. And I, I sincerely hope, you know, it, where, like, it just, it just, you know, go pack the fucking house. You're, you're midget governor DeSantis because he's just bending over Trump and doing his shit. Because he got the money from Linda McMahon and then the McMahon family, the WWE, for your re-election campaign and everything for the Republican causes, whatever the fuck it is in Florida. You know, they're going to full whatever. They are in phase three when Ontario is pulling back into 2.5. I can't believe Doug Ford, the same conservative, although it's a Canadian conservatism, which is different from the dumbass American corporate conservatism at this point. Is allowing this to happen. I just go, you know what? Go pack the house. Go, go, go pack Tallahassee, Florida. Go pack that whatever, uh, Gainesville, Georgia, uh, Florida. You know, go, go do your shit. Go do your shit. You know, I expect the lawsuits to come. But then again, we'll find out later from HBO Real Sports, maybe 10 years from now, that you signed the waiver that kids and the parents didn't know about. You know? So... And then you go to the Supreme Court, and they raise it, and they raise it, but no. And then you get the Amy Barrett, who's in there, so 6-3. The Republican-leaning, or the so-called right-leaning Supreme Court has ruled against the former college players. This is how the future is going to go. So, and then she's going to get approved. Amy Barrett, court, whatever. So, you know how this is going to go, but America, and especially Democrats and liberals... You guys fucked up. This was like 15 years of spectacular fuck up. And it's going to correct itself. And only solution is to have these people age out. Which the earliest that can happen is probably when I'm in my 40s and the 50s. And when I'm about to reach the, the retiring age. But you know what? By that time, we're probably going to be underwater. 
You know, even in Midwest, everyone's moving inland and shit. We're going to be underwater. And then on the West Coast, it's like, they deserve to die for their liberalism. You know, everybody, you know, and then there's some earthquake that's overdue already. But you know what? That's probably going to happen at some point. It's science. It's inevitable. You know, and just going like, you know what? It's going to be too late. We're already too late. And then uh, <laughs> my middle age is rough. And we're becoming Japan. This country, America, is becoming Japan. I mean, the marriages are getting later. It's getting expensive to have a kid. Women are having more vigor voice. They're not going to stay in kitchen. No, I'm fucking kidding. And then, you know, it just... Comp- there are a lot of zombie companies lying around who are not making massive profits. But then the government's bailing them out. Interest rates will not rise until, you know, the unemployment rate is probably under 5%. But even if that we reach that point, do you think it's going to go from 2 3 5% again anytime soon? No. So, welcome to Japan. That is America right now. And look what's happening in Japan right now. It fucking sucks. They're just like drudging along that economy. Whatever you think, whatever you say. It's still the one of the largest economies. It's more, still one of the strongest, cleanest countries in the world. But you know what? That country is losing people population-wise. Culture really hasn't shifted as much, unfortunately, over the last three, four decades. Believe it or not, the 1990 was three decades ago now. The lost decade when they started. I'm telling you, they lost. They, it's still a lost century for them. And economists have argued ever since the bailout in 2008 that like this is Japanification of America. How that federal fiscal and monetary policies have enabled Japan to just drudge along and never really grow and be a fake sustaining power. Is America headed down the same path? I would say so. I would say so. Uh, but, you know, let's see. I have more hope than I do in Japan, to be honest. Because <laughs> it's way more diverse and multicultural and all that stuff. And it will figure itself out. It's still a very young country. It's not entrenched in this, like, centuries and centuries and uh, millennia of certain culture and fabric that Japan and other, like, older countries have been, right? But anyways, I digress. I wanted to talk about Apple wanting to be, uh... That wasn't what I wanted to talk about with the iPhone 12 coming out. You know what? I'm going to take a couple minutes to talk about that stuff. So, I talked about... I had an episode a month ago or so that said Apple wants to be Microsoft. I think today has confirmed that Apple wants to be Samsung. (laughs) Because, okay, ever since the iOS 14 update, I I mean... iPhone 10, I'm going to say, preface it by saying, that is the longest phone that I ever used in my life, reaching almost three years in about a couple months from now. A couple months in the one week. It is really the best phone that I ever used. This is my favorite phone of all time. It's still running great. I'm expecting four years of support, you know, four more years, four more years. You know, I replaced battery and a screen and all that stuff. And it, it really is a solid phone. And then if if it goes out of touch, you know, I can jailbreak it. There's a chipset limitation uh, for it, for the A11 uh, chipset. Um, and then, you know, repairability relative to the other older iPhones, it's not as great, but it's still pretty dang good. <laughs> Way Apple 
is pumping out the phones. I'm going to get to it in a little bit. But the fact is iOS 14, you know, oh, they added a widget. Oh, they have an app library scrolling through in alphabetical order. And then they have this like dot, dot, dot indicator on the home screen. Like it's an Android launch screen. I just go like, dude, did I, did I buy an iPhone or am I, did I buy a used Galaxy S3 here? It's a fucking touch UI ripoff. Plus the Windows tile system they have introduced ever since the Metro UI they came up with. And Mango Tango back in Windows Phone, Windows Phone 7.5. And I'm just like. These motherfuckers, man. And then the t- and then the they, not only did they already rip off the BB10 BlackBerry concept with the swiping gesture stuff that was there, it was already going that way. But then, my God, I I don't look. I I I worked for Samsung for five and a half years, and I left it, and I really got inundated with that UI, that experience, that software development, yada yada yada. They got a bit a lot better with the one UI they call it. It used to be called Touch UI. Touch whiz, and it looks like a fucking touch whiz that I used to do. Like how I sorted in the alphabetical order in the launcher, the app folding, and app organizing, and stuff. The widgets I used to put on that I don't use anymore. I came to iOS for the last three, four years because I got sick of the widget business. I got sick of doing that business, and now I feel like going. I'm going back into the Samsung days. And this tiling widgeting is exactly same as what Windows doing. So Apple really is still jealous of Microsoft and Samsung. And the way they're launching the phone, like today, iPhone 12 mini, iPhone 12, iPhone 12 Pro, iPhone 12 Pro Max. Along with the existing one, iPhone SE, iPhone XR, iPhone 11, whatever you want to call it. I just really had this conversation yesterday that like, Jesus, how many Samsung phones are there from like... A A O one A twenty one A fifty one A seventy one S twenty F E S twenty S twenty plus S twenty Ultra uh fucking no you know it goes at an every price point and everything it just makes you do it it just psychologically puts you into a place where like if I just spend a little more I get more out of it but even iPhone it really feels the same way I just go like now everything is OLED now like five G is not you're like. They're just taking the same strategy because they want to capture every market and then they know their phones have a way better hold-up value, you know, resale value. Like, they're all fucking Honda cars or some shit. But I'm just like, you know, I feel like they, they're... It is unfortunate. I mean, yeah, hardware game is cyclical at this point because people have to... But I'm at a point where, like, I don't have to replace this phone. You know, I just repaired it because it became cheaper. It's getting out of hand. And only the richest of the rich will be able to afford and do that shit. I don't upgrade every year like I used to. I don't desire to at this point. I don't need the latest and the greatest. I'm getting old. I'm not a fanboy anymore. I worked in that fucking business. But I can see. I feel like Apple is really fucking annoying even their design they went to the old 4 4s design with a squarey angly luxury look and you know they're gonna get a folding thing out with with their ad like the adoption of the oled now that's in every single phone USB-C is probably gonna come lightning cable is fucking atrocious it's been 10 years and it's overdue lightning cable is utter shit 
but they want to be in a wireless business. They want you to be in the iCloud, which I subscribe to because Lightning Cable stopped porting my fucking photos anymore. They're getting rid of iTunes, you know? It's unfortunate, but that's reality. And then iMessage is fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm an Apple boy, just on the phone side. But anyways, uh, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I'm continuing to use iPhone 14, and then you know I, I may have a change of part again. But you know, without with with COVID, COVID, no store, none of that. It's just very hard for me to just like jump and be like, I really want that phone. And then 5G and all that. I don't want to pay extra premium for that shit. And I just go like, nah, I don't need that shit. You know, I I just I just want the phone to do its job, and then it's doing fine. And I need to, you know, really hone in and you know holler in my spending here also. Um, so, you know, my my spending behavior, all I'll bet it's much different than like I absolutely spend no money in April May. Um, uh, I'm spending more and more, going out more, you know, looking to travel, you know. But I'm definitely conscious of the situation we're in from the behavioral economic perspective. So, anyways, I cannot. I don't want to go drag on. I already talked enough. But thanks for listening. Go register to vote. If you can vote early, like in Texas, they started opening today, this week, right now, please go vote. It matters. You know, just vote. Like 97% voter registration in Texas, that's unfucking believable and daunting at the same time. But to be honest, I'm prepared for this. I'm glad that people care about it. And then, uh, hey, let's see where it goes. I'm, I'm up, despite all the short-term daunting tasks and, oh my god, the glaring thing. I don't have this gloom and doom view of like, fucking future sucks. I don't have that. It will be difficult, but it will figure itself out. So I do have a glimmer of hope from a hater coming of you. So, hey, you know what? I'm going to leave it on positive. So thanks for listening. And then uh, we'll circle back next week. Uh, maybe talk about Apple a little too into detail once we have phones in hand or some shit. Anyway, thanks for listening. Email me at show at aa-show at outlook.com. aa-show at outlook.com. Subscribe in the Apple Podcast, Google podcast no it's going away i think google podcast is going away i don't know what it is on anymore google fucking changing your mind again uh spotify tune in radio stitcher soundcloud uh whatever pod thing you use you can find the show at a, a show with a thumbs up i can see all right peace out and then uh we'll check back next week okay?